This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on here, Roger. How are you doing today? Oh, great. Thanks, Phillips. Good morning to you and Jason. It's wonderful yeah. to be here. Thank you. Yeah. You know, our, our favorite question to ask when we're kicking things off, just for a quick kickoff, is do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs, working professionals, creatives? What kind of family do you come from? I come from a family of working professionals, mostly not um, not too many people have started businesses. So this this is an adventure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what do you attribute your choice to go uh, a different route in your life to? It is um, just getting tired with the status quo. You know, the drive for transformation it's always been there. So every once in a while, I would I would think about getting into doing something meaningful and different than the city, you know, day job. But I think the time has come where I've paid my college kids. I mean, my um, son's got tuition, and I'm done with all that. They're all gainfully employed, and uh, and so I thought this is the time to do it. So. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> you, you did what you had to do. You're like, it's time to That's go right. into business and do all the things I wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. That was the real work. <laughs> okay. And what has this journey been like so far to transition into this space for you? It's been great. It's been great. I've been hunkered down for the last couple of years working on development. Um, and so it's it's a little different because you get out of the routine of going to work, coming back. So it's a change. But uh, it's it's a welcome change. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's it's wonderful to do. I mean, to do these things and it's meaningful. Now, when you transitioned over, was it easy to sort of just pick up and go and get clients, or did you find yourself having to learn a whole series of skills you didn't even know you were going to need? Well, so I have to learn. I have to learn a whole set of skills. Um, I am just getting ready to set up my first beta customer. And so, so far, it's been a journey of, of developing what I had in mind and kind of getting to a stage where I can now trial it with customers. So I'm just getting set to, you know, do this with my first beta customer. So we'll, we'll see how the journey goes from here. Yeah, we'll have to check in with you, man. Uh, yeah. I think it's an exciting time, especially because it sounds like it took some time to really map out your offering and, and all the things that a lot of people are like, you know what, we'll figure it all on the way. Let's just go and get started. I mean, you know, Jason has, has been in the military for like 20 plus years, right? And and 
at the same time, he ran multiple businesses. And at some point, he's like, I, you know, I, I got to just hunker down and I'm just going to go into business. But I, I don't want to tell his story for him. But I know that we're both excited about hearing the steps that you're taking and where you're going to go, given that you've paid your dues, man. Uh, so I want to check in with Jason and see what he thinks so far about your story. Sure. Yeah. The cool thing is you're at the point where you're just ripping the bandaid off. Right. So yeah. that, that's where you're at. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so the key is, right, is don't take all the arrows in the back if you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause there's, yeah. there's uh, the, these are those things where, um, you know, oddly enough is most of our audience that we speak to, you're the audience that we're speaking to most of the time is, you know, the, 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 the new business owners that are not that you're new. I'm just saying that you're new into launching something new, right? Absolutely. I am. And, and the beauty behind that is a lot of people make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And the reality is, is you don't have to, as a business owner and, and you can learn from other people that have already been down this route, like a bunch of times. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And right. a lot of people try to reinvent the wheel. It's, I don't know, call it what you, you can use the word confidence. If you want, really, it's just ego. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you uh, yeah. set that ego aside, right. Yeah. And just, and just say, you know what? So I can either make a lot of mistakes or I can find somebody to help. And, yeah. and that's key and important for, you know, may, maybe the younger generation is a little more open to that. But I mm-hmm. think, you know, the older generations of uh, that ownership and it's my yeah. baby and all that kind of stuff. Right. But if a lot of the, the older generation could just get over some of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I agree. Including <laughs> myself. You know, it's very yeah. Because yeah. you're in your ways and you have mm-hmm. to that. I mean, part of this is a disruption to the way I've always been doing things. I want, you know, yeah. that's what yeah. this is. All. It's a great point you make, Jason. I think somebody said, the art of intelligent living is seeking help. It's true. Yes, yes it is. I love that. And you're right. It is very symbolic of the rebellion to say, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go and, and start a business. And and for me, your professional career, were you in the transformation space sort of before jumping out to do it yourself? Yes, yes. So a lot of my, so I was heading a quality organization for a billion dollar company. And um, so I had a team of people uh, working in four different plants. And, and a lot of my experience in that leadership role on how, what we can do to truly transform. That's kind of behind what, uh, what this is. It's, 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 it's informed by a lot of my experience. And as Jason mentioned, mention a lot of the things that I did right, but also a lot of the things that I didn't do right. You know, it's like you learn from everything. I see. And if I understand correctly, when we talk about the transformation space, are we talking about workplace culture and sort of like management and and, and, yes. and being able to uh, delegate things between maybe uh, board executives and 
the function, more functional individual contributors and yours, you were somewhere in the middle uh, managing all that? Yeah. So if you're in a company and um, if you are among the folks that whose work is not standard, and that means these are the architects, the engineers, um, the marketing people, sales, leaders, management, um, all of the folks that... Um, designers, developers, you know, all the folks that have to deliver a company's growth and profitability. When you look at their world, if you're in that, very often you find people stressed out. They feel that they don't have enough time to do what they need to get done. If you're a CEO, you're worried about margins. You're worried about delivering or taking on more projects. Can your resources deliver all of that? You know, am I missing out on things? There's that fear and anxiety. And so if you're in that boat, this, this, the solution that I'm talking about is what you need. And it addresses the root cause of some of this. So uh, I, I, I can get into it in our conversation, but, but that's what the solution is. Solution is about, uh, if you look at a person's daily schedule, you know, in work. It's filled with meetings. It's meetings after meetings. A lot of those meetings are planning meetings. Either they're behind schedule on certain things, there are priorities, emergencies, things. There's so many things that are competing for people's time. You know, as customers, suppliers, partners, emergencies, events, initiatives, projects, tasks, on and on and on. So how do you manage that chaos? And, and how do you you know, come out of that um, successfully. And that's a challenge in many companies. A lot of companies waste a lot of resources trying to manage this. And that's where um, uh, my solution is. I see. So you want to be at the intersection of people's productivity and what we should say Planned productivity versus realized or actualized productivity. Actual, yeah. So similar to the way uh, the C uh, the C suite focuses on you know uh, planned revenue versus actualized yeah. revenue for you, it's productivity, which directly ties to to revenue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I understand where it's at. I understand where that's at. Uh, yeah, you know, I, it, it's very reminiscent of, uh, I think it was a book I read called The Four Principles of Execution, where everybody's got a plan. It's kind of like Mike Tyson, actually. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Those, those plans go out the door. <laughs> you can know all the kung fu you think you know. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you and, realize you're running a business. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And your people have to execute it. And when you have people that are running between pillar and post every day, the execution suffers. Your plans suffer. You've got to solve this problem at the root cause. And the root cause, when you look at it, it's very simple. It's because the plans are not connected with the realities of people's workload. If you can manage that, you'll be really successful. And that's what the solution is about. It's funny. I remember being a part of a startup where every meeting we had, there was a new priority, completely different. Oh, yeah. From the last one that they just told me was the most important thing. I was like, yeah. so what do I do about that? Where well, we're doing that one too. <laughs> Isn't that frustrating? You have you have no control over your delivery because you're pulled in two directions. Yeah. 
the life of a startup though right yeah there. right right yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing is. that and that and that yeah and we're right. also short-staffed and you know, yeah. yeah yeah you forget about yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> you know in a startup it's a little different but there are places where the c-suite is and, and it's nobody's fault the management needs to come up with new new projects and new they've got to grow i mean they're under pressure to grow at the same time, they have no insights on whether they can pull it off or not. So they also need insights. So, so this this addresses that need as well. Um, yeah, so. I, I like that you bring that up because you're right. In, in a startup environment, people would be surprised to find that a little pushback from an employee might go a long way, right? Because the C-suite has no idea. They're so caught up in whatever they're doing. They're like, yeah, yeah. we're going to make this a priority. And yeah. most employees, right? Employees are just like, Okay, because they don't care. They have yeah, no they vested interest. As long yeah. as you keep paying me, the company fails, whatever. That's true. Right? That's true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's invaluable to have people on your team who are willing to tell you, no, that's not going to work. Exactly. And, and then that might cause frustration. But if the if the CEO is worth their salt or the C-suite is worth their salt, they'll be like, okay, wait a minute. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me know that that's how you feel, because the last thing I want to do is have you go, okay. And you didn't understand a word I just said, right? I mean, yeah. we glazed over the fact, but in these notes I have here, you have over 30 years of experience doing this kind of work to begin with. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's not like you just decided, you know, what? I'm just going to go true. into the, Right, right. Uh, it's, it's too late in the game for you to just go, I'm going to go into rocket science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, this is, this is grounded in experience. It's grounded in in running several uh, performance improvement programs in different companies, uh, what works, what doesn't work. You know, one surprising thing is if you're driving performance improvement or quality improvement, what makes that happen is not so much the quality management system, it's the culture. Culture is a bigger driver of execution uh, than or change than any management system you can put in place. It's people's attitude that delivers excellence. And for that, you, you have to treat people with respect, and you also have to give them time to do their jobs. And so that's it's a balance between having ambitious goals and being able to pull it off in, in realistic, meaningful plans. And so this bridges that gap or, or that whatever. You know, Roger, I'm really curious. What what does what does the next quarter look like for you? What are you excited about? What are you going after besides the beta client? <laughs> well, I'm in the uh, I'm in a spot where I really need to have more conversations, and this is a wonderful platform. I really appreciate this to have a conversation of ideas because what happens is transformation is all about assimilating what the issue is and then driving the right solution. Now, I do have a technology platform that facilitates all that, but that doesn't solve the problem. It's the assimilation of what is aiding my business or my growth or my profits, and what do I do about it? That's the conversation I need to have, and then the solution comes along. And and so that's really my goal is to talk to more people, and now I have a platform that I can demonstrate that. I see. Yeah, the, there are many businesses out there that don't even know they have the problem because they just see all the problems at once. 
instead of yeah. being able to identify this is actually one of many problems, but it's a key problem in yeah. my organization, in my operations that is affecting my overall bottom line. And so you being able to get front and center. So this is about not only testing a business idea that you know should work hypothetically, but but also about marketing and positioning. And I see, yeah. I see. It's yes. it's a crucial time. It's a crucial time in the business. Uh, yeah, I, I can understand where that's coming from. So looking back, do you think you could have started this if you didn't have the 30 years of experience? No. Kind of business? No. Here, here is the core idea. And this comes from experience. What I found in my work is this. When plans are disconnected from the realities of people's workload, it sets in motion a perpetual cycle of waste. This waste resources tremendously in every company, and this is the problem that needs to be addressed fundamentally. And that insight comes from years of trying different things and figuring out where things fail. And, and this, is, this is the crux of it. And um, for me, uh, going through what I've gone through in terms of different companies kind of solidifies in my mind based on data what the issue is. And the, and the issue is what I just said. Uh, it's the fundamental disconnect between plants and people's workload. And I can illustrate um, if if you if I can just spend a minute um, explaining what I mean by that. If the plants are disconnected from my workloads, now I'm under tremendous pressure to deliver. I have four or five things to deliver. Then I make mistakes because I'm rushing through things. When I make mistakes, then I have to the management reacts, which means it's either an internal production failure or an external cost, you know, something escapes, whatever it is. Now more resources are pulled in to address that issue because we've got to fix it. When you pull in more resources now, you're even more behind the plans. And now you're under even more pressure. Now you again have to rush through things. You make mistakes, pull in more resources to address them. You're even under a lot of, you're now even more behind plans. This never, the cycle goes on. You got to break that cycle and connect the plans realistically to people's workload and never get into the cycle. You got to break that cycle. And that's really the core idea here. I have a perfect client for you. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. It's called the it's called the United States government. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect uh, land for you. Perpetual waste. <laughs> All right. I can think of, I can think of a number of companies that I've I've seen uh, been a part of that have that exact same problem, and it's like the more they throw at it, the worse it gets. It gets. Mm-hmm. It gets. Oh man, that's yeah. funny. The U.S. <laughs> so that's that, that's. That's what I found, and it, it, we can all identify every yeah, right away yeah. all our experiences. Yeah. So then, Roger, if you could, if you had to make, if you had to make it plain, and you had to have some, just like your go-to advice, like what what keeps you going, knowing that this is just starting out, right? And not just that, throughout your career, what's one 
phrase or philosophy or what have you that just kept you going during and through all the obstacles? Well, if it's the right thing to do, then you've got to work on it. It's it's just, uh, you know, I think um, that's the most important. Um, it's like busy activity does not equate to progress. It's meaningful activity that equates to progress. And I think you reach a point in life where you're saying, okay, I got it. I got to stop this now. <laughs> you said Jason's favorite favorite words is busy is like a four-letter word right it's like it's just not what people should be and yeah, he, to be mean, productive not yeah, busy. yeah yeah exactly because exactly. busy is is absolute bs man yeah. <laughs> it's like I, i'm busy on social media you know but what yeah, do you I mean, what I, are you what are I you can, doing <laughs> i could be busy doing a lot of things but they're not profit generating activities that i can assure you when you're <laughs> zooming across facebook for three hours and go oh crap it's three o'clock eh, whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly what happens in, you know i found people hopping from meetings to meetings in company and I'm going, what are you doing in these meetings? Well, they need my input. And that input could be like one minute and one hour meeting. It's like you can just send out an email and be done with that meeting. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's, well, it's, I used to have this saying because uh, I worked up at army level staff for before I retired. And I used to say, oh, how many meetings do we have today? Oh, there's four. So in other words, we have a meeting for the meeting for the meeting for the meeting that's for the big meeting, right? <laughs> it's just a pile of meetings to finally get to the general's meeting. It's <laughs> the same thing. Same thing. It's no different. Yeah. Wow. Fundamental waste of oxygen <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and it's funny i've been in meetings to your point preparing for a tough meeting from the boss because we didn't perform it's like how do you answer the well what a waste of two days sitting in meetings trying to come up with answers for poor performance it doesn't solve anything uh, wow yeah. which, which ties back to the workplace culture if the workplace culture was right you wouldn't have to have a whole meeting with a team to figure out how you're going to get out of this one from your leader, yeah. as opposed to just going, you know what, it didn't work, but we're already working on solutions. That's the meeting. That's the meeting. That's yeah. You don't and have, in fact, you don't we'll email you. Yeah, we'll yeah. email mm -hmm. you and let you know. That's that's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. If you're in a meeting, you're not working. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I want to see what's really going on from every single one here. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, to, to be fair, there are some meetings that do add value and people are discussing ideas. Those uh, We're not talking about those meetings. <laughs> these are these administrative planning meetings that don't add value. <laughs> no, I love it, man. Uh, so uh, this is a great point to, to just break away for a second and give a huge shout out to someone who made this episode and this conversation possible. Uh, and, and that is uh, a company by the name of ProShark with Joel Phillips. And whether you're looking for new tech to bring into your tech stack or you're just starting out and have no idea the best way to set up your tech stack. And we're talking from shopping cart website type of thing mm -hmm. to uh, to being able to set up your cybersecurity 
you name it, whatever it is, ProShark can help you do that and help save you hours of painstaking research to try to find what's going to work and make my operation just fluid. And how can I get a tech stack that's going to keep me in touch with the client, but also give me a home base where I can look at everything that I'm doing, all of that. If you want to do any of that, all you have to do is go to ProShark and you can go to ProShark.com. Tell them the war room sent you. And this includes marketing tools and everything. Like I'm I'm talking all of that. That's great. ProShark.com. Tell them war room sent you and they'll give you the red carpet treatment. Uh, Now, with that said, let's come on in back to the conversation we were having and close it out, I believe. Is that correct, Jason? We're at the grand finale now. We are at the grand finale. So the grand finale, Raju, is if you could have invited anyone to sit in on this conversation we had today, uh, who would you have loved to have had here and why them specifically? Yeah, okay. You know, there's a person called Eliyahu Goldrack. I don't know if you've heard of him. He wrote the book, The Gold, and his um, it's about theory of constraints-based uh, management. Um and, and he wrote a subsequent book on, I think it's called The Critical Link or The Critical Chain. It's about project management, again, with resource constraints and all of that. I would love to have a conversation with them because I think what, what the technology solution and, and, and the solution in general is talking about is how do you provide people the, the time and space to deliver Excellence and um, and a lot of his um, work and thoughts are, are about how you remove these constraints and how you manage these constraints. So he'd be a great person that I would I'd love to have a chat with. Or yeah, I feel like I've heard of this book before. So I'm I'm an avid bookworm, so I'm always looking to hear what people are recommending. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Uh, with that said, I, I think it's been an absolutely valuable conversation. Uh, number one, everyone should be excited about hearing. I mean, you know, people have like, a, I think a, this is a regular thing you see on social media where people talk about it. It's like, oh, we have baby showers and we celebrate people starting families and this and that. Rarely do we ever celebrate people starting a business. In fact, they are the least celebrated people are the ones who are still <laughs> until they finally succeed. And then it's like, ah, oh, we believed in you all along. <laughs> not seeing all the blood, sweat, tears. And that's why things right. like this exist. So I really am excited for you. I know Jason is too. Uh, you have a really core, a strong core philosophy that's reminiscent of people who are doing it right. So I can't wait to see what it is you do. I want to stay connected with you, but I don't close the show here. It's actually tradition that Jason closes the show. So I'll let him close this out, but it's been a pleasure, man. Same here, Philip. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You know, I got to tell you, this is a needed space because we're right in the thick of all that, right? The We're in that transformational space of do we stay working at a in a cubicle or do we work at home or there's this identity crisis a lot of businesses are going through right now trying to figure all that out you know and then you have you know people like elon musk that's like well hey you know you either come sit at your desk or you're fired right that's like (laughs) (laughs) you know and i 
I'm, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with him that it's the right or wrong thing to do. Everybody has to make their own choices for their own company, but we are also in a very different time. And and that time right now is dictated a lot by what an employee wants to do, yeah. not, not what they have to do yeah. because they will leave you in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah. and go somewhere that yeah. they can do things that they want to do and they can have yeah. a flexible schedule and they can have all that stuff. And I've had that in my life for, you know, shit, six, seven years already in my life. So I understand it. And I know Phillips had that in his life for, well, pretty much his whole life. Um, and once you have that, it's pretty hard to go back. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so now we've asked these people, well, I'll do it this way. And it's like, Oh, just kidding. You know? Um, and that's, that, that's hell on company culture right there for yeah. sure. And, you know, yeah. when you, about waste and abuse and fraud and all this kind of stuff. Well, what better way to treat your employees if you can just say, hey, if you're getting your work done, I don't really care if you're golfing at three. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You want to talk about having somebody motivated. That's motivation right there. (laughs) Yeah. These are highly compensated folks. So you really want to use them well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So So anyway, that's kind of my closing thoughts there. Thanks for being on the show. We appreciate your time. Thanks for spending the 30 minutes with us today. And uh, we wish you like all the the wealth in the world. Take all that 30 years of experience and pour it where it needs to go, my friend. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Jason, giving me this opportunity. It's been wonderful talking to you. And uh, look forward to uh, interacting more in the future. Yeah. There it is, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.